We continue our series on Dare to be Daniel, and this morning we're looking at trial by fire as the heat literally gets turned up. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 90 feet high and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, This is what you're commanded to do, O peoples, nations, and men of every language. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language fell down and worshiped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You've issued a decree, O king, that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you've set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, O king. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold that you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I've set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pieces of all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I've made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you'll be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will save or be able to rescue from my hand? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into a blazing furnace, then God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, as I said, we continue the series, Dare to Be a Daniel, and we're looking at trial by fire. Well, we all face trial and temptation. Heard about this pastor? It was in a big city and had an appointment that he desperately had to go to, and he circled this block looking for parking, and after a while, he became so frustrated and thought that he was going to be late for his appointment, so he parked in a no-parking zone, and then he left a note on the windshield, and the windshield said, Dear officer, I circled this block 10 times, couldn't find parking. Uh, please excuse me. I need to make sure I don't miss my appointment, and then in big letters, he put, Forgive us our trespasses. Well, he came back about an hour later, and there was a parking ticket on his windshield with a note, and it said, Dear Pastor, I've been a police officer for 10 years and circled this lot for 10 years, and if I don't give you a ticket, I could lose my job. Lead us not into temptation was underlined. <laughs> Well, we all face some trial and temptation in life, and this morning 
we look at these young people, and we've been looking at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they've been taken away to Babylon in the year 605. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar finally conquered the lands, took away 10,000 of the brightest and best. And they went to Babylon, the capital of Babylon, which is impressive to these days. We still have some of the architectural wonders. Some have been lost, including the hanging gardens of Babylon. And it was just overwhelming. And the first response of them and all of them would have been to rebel. But into this moment, Jeremiah, this person of wisdom from back home, writes them a letter, and he tells them to do four things. He says to live and settle there. In other words, to build relationships rather than stir rebellion. But he said it's important to keep strong values, so important for us as well. And then he said to be a blessing, to literally pray for the peace, the shalom, the peace and prosperity of Babylon, because when they're blessed, they will be blessed too. And then finally, to trust God. And those Four statements really come to us today, because in a very real sense, we're living in a culture that's different from the values that God has given us, and you and I can build relationships, and we can do that so many times we can be salt and light in the world, but here's the important thing. We need to keep strong values, the values that God has given us to be a blessing to those around us, even as Jesus was a blessing to those for God so loved the world, but he gave his only begotten son, so we too can shine a light and finally to trust God that God has a plan and purpose in all things, even when we can't always see it. And so into this setting, we've uh, looked. And the first thing to look at as we looked at the heat literally being turned up on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is God prepares us for the trials that we face. And all along the way, God has been working with these young people, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And just like in our lives, God sometimes uses tiny tests to build our faith for the bigger battles down the road. And the first test, you recall, was a matter of diet, which seemed like an insignificant matter, but they stood up for what was right. And in that moment, they were given strength and, in fact, victory. And so in that moment, God blessed them. But God was bringing them to the face where they would be able to be a light in the darkness. And then you recall last week that Daniel stood up in a moment when the king was going to destroy all the astrologers and all the magicians and all the wise people of the land and had a dream. And he wanted the people to not only, the wise people, not only to tell him the meaning of the dream, but also the dream itself, which was sort of a test. And Daniel prayed and went boldly before the king and then prayed with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and was given the dream and the meaning of the dream. And he told the king that and gave a view of the overview of all the kings of the world and the times before them, and that God had a plan and purpose, and God was again strengthening them. And then we have this moment here where, interestingly, the king has this dream of this um, kingly figure, and uh, instead of finding his place uh, before the Lord in humility, he decides to build a statue that's 90 feet tall and it's made of gold and wants everyone to bow down before that um, statue. And if they don't, they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And in that moment, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, unlike the rest of them, do not bow down. And no doubt Daniel was part of that too. And so they're brought before the king. And so the first thing is that God always builds us through tiny tests for the bigger battles down the road. And I don't know what you've gone through, but sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, sometimes you're irritated by the tiny tests that come our way, and you think, well, what was that about, right? But God is building us in faith and patience and perseverance for battles that come down the road. And the second thing is that, that God is with us in the trials that we face in life. 
And I love this story. It's such a classic story for young people. Uh, many of us uh, looked at it in Bible school or in Sunday school and uh, in church as well. And so the story continues. And these young people are brought before Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar confronts them again and says right before them, as, he's, as they're in front of him, says, I'm going to give you another chance. And when you hear the music play, then if you don't bow down before the idol, then you're going to be thrown into the furnace. Wow. Now, I know in our own lives, you think for a moment, well, we don't have any idols, right? These sort of graven images in our world today, right? But, but maybe they're not a 90-foot tall statue of gold, but what are the idols that we sometimes are pressured to bow down before, right? You think of fame and fortune, all things in culture, right? You know, the TV show, I think it's still on, American Idol, <laughs> right? To be an, an idol. Many of us want to aspire to be some kind of a cultural icon or whatever it is, or to bow to those same kinds of forces of culture. And so in some ways, we may not be confronted in this way, but we are pressured to bow down to the values of the culture around us, or we can stand firm. Well, these three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, stood firm. And they look at the king and said, listen, no matter what, you can throw us into the fire, but our God can save us then. And even if our God doesn't save us, we will not bow down to your idol. They stood firm in that moment. And then the king is so furious, you can keep reading it, he turns up the furnace heat seven times hotter. Oh, can you imagine that? And as the three of those, those three brothers thrown into the fire, and it's so hot that the men who throw them in are killed when they throw them in from the blast of the heat. And uh, the king looks and watches and waited. And do you remember what happened? The king looks in there, and, and the fire, instead of destroying Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, burns off the bonds, burns off the chains that were on them, and they're set free. And here's something that's even more amazing and more wonderful, and I think gives us great hope. And the king looks in there and said, wasn't it three young men that I threw in there? And they said, yes. And he says, well, why is there a fourth in there that looks like the son of the gods? What an incredible moment. Now, many people wonder, who was the fourth person in there? And some people think, well, maybe it was the Christ before the incarnate Christ, the pre-existent Christ, right? In that moment, being with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Other people say, well, it was an angel. We don't really know. But what we do know, it was the presence of Almighty God with them. I think it's such a powerful picture in our own lives that in our own lives, when we go through trials and temptations and difficulty, whatever it is that God is present with us, the Lord Jesus is present through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we may not be able to see him just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, but we can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. And sometimes we just need to do what these young men did was to pray. And sometimes you ask yourself, well, where was Daniel? I think Daniel was away praying, right? He wasn't brought before, so he used that moment to pray with them. And in that moment, God's Holy Spirit moved in a powerful way. And I just ask you this morning, I don't know what you're going through, unlikely anything like this, but we do face trials and adversity, challenges in life. Sometimes it feels like the fiery furnace, right? Maybe it's the loss of a job or the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's a moment where we get a doctor's report that is so disappointing and we're so crushed by the weight of that. Or 
Maybe there's relationship difficulties or whatever it is that's on our horizon. We may feel like we're in the fiery furnace, but know this, that God is present with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we need to close our eyes and feel God's presence. Maybe we need to look at God's Word and just put our hand on the Bible and know that God is with us and God has promised that God will always be with us. But just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God is present with us through all the fiery furnace, through all the fiery trials of life. And so God prepares us for the trials and God is with us in the trials. And finally, God refines us through the trials. In this moment, the king is so overhauled. King Nebuchadnezzar has to call Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fire for them to come out. He calls them to come out. We don't know what happened to the fourth person. They stayed in the fire, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and what is one of the images of the Holy Spirit? The fire. The fire descending, right? Uh, that God is there in all the fiery uh, trials of life, but God in that moment purifies. And so uh, the king calls them forth. And of course, their bonds have been loosed, and the king confronts them in a the moment, and he says, I see that your God is the one true God. And the king makes an edict and says, If anyone puts down the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, then they are condemned. And in that moment, the king also promotes Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to a new position of power and authority. Well, they didn't do it because of that, but isn't it amazing that sometimes through the trials of life, we are refined and strengthened in a powerful way that prepares us for further responsibilities down the road. And I want you to hear again what Peter writes in 1 Peter 6 and 7. In this you greatly rejoice, Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Man, I love the picture of that. Well, Peter, Peter knew what it was like to be refined by fire, and those around Peter as well. Peter had been through so many, so much in the way of trial and adversity. Peter had even been through failures, denying Christ not once but three times. But Jesus forgave him. Jesus commissioned Peter, and Peter went forth to preach and testify throughout the world in that day. And Peter knew what it was like to be under the pressure of fire. And we do too, and whatever we're, we're facing. There's a great story that I love of. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, one of the greatest writers of the 20th century, one of the people that really stood firm for justice and because of his work standing up for uh, then the Soviet Union powers, he was thrown into a gulag in the worst part of Siberia. And it was in that gulag that he was forced to hard labor. And at one point it was so bad that he, he just wanted to give up. And so he decided what he was going to do was to just walk over to this bench and sit down on on the bench. And he knew that soon an officer would come over and hit him with a shovel that he had put down and that his life would end. But he was just ready to surrender, even though he's a person of faith. And as he sat there on the bench, he records that just waiting for the moment that he'd be killed, this other prisoner came, sat next to him. And the prisoner was obviously praying, but then the prisoner took a stick. And with a stick, 
in front of Alexander Solzhenitsyn, he drew a cross in the sand. And then he got up and walked away. And Solzhenitsyn recalls that in that moment, looking at the cross, he knew that God's presence was with him, even in that gulag, that God had a plan and purpose for his life. And so he slowly got up. His faith was renewed. He went through that, left the gulag to be one of the greatest writers standing for justice in our, our entire world, and changed the world with his writings. Now, you and I may not go through trials and adversity like that, but we do face trial and adversity every day. But know this, that God has prepared you all along the way of life for that moment. God uses the tiny tests to build us and define us for the bigger battles in life. And then when we go through those big battles, God is with us. Even as God was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and God's presence is with us. And then as we go through that, God often refines and purifies us for a greater position of authority, a greater position to be salt and light in the world today. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, know that God has a plan and purpose for that. God has planned you for that and planned the road that led you there, and God is present with you. So just take a moment in prayer and then realize that through it all that God is purifying and refining you just like gold, just like silver, for all that you can be. I'm going to close with this story that I love. Story of a women's Bible study that was meeting. And as they were meeting, they read in Malachi where God refines you like a silversmith refines silver. And so the ladies begin to talk and say, well, we don't know how a silversmith refines silver. And so one lady volunteered to go and find a silversmith and to report back to this women's Bible study. And so she went to the silversmith and he's one of the old-fashioned craftsmen. And she said, I, I'm just wondering about your craft. And we did this Bible study. And so can I watch you and can you explain what you're doing? And the silversmith said, sure. And so with that, he, he took this ladle with silver in it and he began to put it in the fire. And he explained to this woman, he said, you have to put it into the hottest part of the fire in order for the impurities to come up. And you leave it there. And so as she watched, he had this ladle of silver in there and the impurities began to come up to the top of that. And so uh, and the silversmith said, there's something else you need to know. He said, you can't leave it in there too long or it will scald the silver and it won't be as good as it should be. And the woman said, well, how do you know the right moment to take it out of the fire? And the silversmith smiled and said, it's easy. When I can see my reflection on the surface of the silver, I know it's right, and I pull it out. I think that's a beautiful image of our own lives, too, that God does indeed put us into the fiery furnace sometimes, but it's to refine and purify us. And at the right moment, when God looks there, God can see the reflection of Christ in us, in that moment as we're refined and purified and we're pulled out of the fire, and we're renewed for a greater responsibility. Today, wherever you are in life, know that God has prepared you all along life for wherever you're going through, and that God is there with you, and God is refining and purifying you so that you can be salt and light in our world. Amen? Amen. Amen. We join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word being a light for 
our way along the pathway of life. We're thankful that you have a plan and purpose for our lives. We pray that our lives would be like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that we would stand true and not bow before some of the cultural values and pressures that are around us. And no matter what the fiery trials that we go through, that we would realize that you are there with us through the power of your Holy Spirit, and you're doing a work in our lives that refines and purifies us so that we can do a greater work for you. We pray this in Christ's name, and all God's people said, amen.